Hi, I'm Ruthie, your host of the Consistency Corner Podcast. I'm a mom, a full-time marketing director, and consistency coach. I may be juggling all the things, but I'm passionate about helping other busy moms be at their best by getting consistent with the stuff that really matters to build a life you love. On the Consistency Corner, we'll talk about tools, systems, solutions, and stories that inspire you to finally get consistent with the habits you need to live your best life and crush your goals without the overwhelm and mom guilt. Welcome to episode eight of the Consistency Corner podcast. On today's episode, we are going to talk about your evening routine and how a solid evening routine will help you have a better morning routine to set you up for success every day. Last week on episode seven, we talked all about morning routine and how I became a morning person, or at least learned how to make the most of my mornings and create a morning routine that fills my cup, gives me energy, and gives me a foundation to handle all the things. I will be honest and say that I am much more consistent with my morning routine than the evening one, but I've been working on my morning routine longer. And it's really all about progress over perfection and focusing on the process even over the progress. So my evening routine is still a work in progress, but I'll share what's worked so far and what hasn't worked. I can actually say that this episode is very timely because with back to school, as a family, we're talking a lot this weekend about evening routine and how we can get together you know, with myself and my husband and my son and create an evening routine that is sustainable for all of us and sets us all up for success in a big morning or in the in the morning so that we're not frazzled and all over the place. And one thing that we discussed is that we're going to write it down because once you have a plan written down, it's a lot easier to stick to than just thoughts in your head of how you're going to do things. So that's our task for this weekend. But as we are getting ready to do that, I think it's a great time for us to talk together about um, some things that have worked and maybe haven't worked for me in the past. The biggest thing about an evening routine is making sure, honestly, that you go to bed at a decent time. I know it's so easy to get caught up doing household stuff, working, or even just sitting and scrolling or watching TV. And I think there's a few reasons why we avoid bedtime, and it's important to identify what it is for you so that you can work through it and find solutions so that you can actually get some sleep. Sleep is what you need to make sure you have a good morning routine the next day. So one reason I think that we avoid bedtime is that we are craving alone time. You all day are, you know, having to heed to the demands of other people, work, your family, kids, just you have 10,000 things on your plate. And at the end of the day, like you just want to sit down and like be by yourself, have some quiet, have your own time. And I totally get that. But what ends up happening is you stay up too late and you're depleting your energy, which doesn't serve you the next day. So if it's that you're craving alone time, I challenge you to take a look at your calendar and schedule either a girl's night, a date night, or even an alone night. And remember that when you get up early in the morning before everybody else, you'll have some alone time then and be refreshed. Either way, I totally get it. And I know that that alone time is something that busy moms often crave. So put it on your calendar, make a date with yourself. Maybe it's a Saturday morning, maybe it's a Sunday afternoon, maybe it's a weeknight after work. You you know get an extra hour to yourself um, and somebody else picks up the kids, your husband or even a friend, you swap with somebody so you can get that alone time in other places. Another thing that sometimes keeps us from going to bed on time is anxiety about the next day. 
we don't want it to be here because we know that the next day there's all these things we're going to have to handle and juggle. So we just avoid going to sleep because if we go to sleep, that means when we wake up, we have to deal with all that stuff. So some ways that you can kind of work through those anxieties is by journaling, meditation, or breath work. Identify what it is about the next day that is giving you the anxiety and work through that, whether it's talking with a friend or even a therapist and getting it out so that you can name it and not give it so much power. This is actually something, again, that I'm having conversations with my son right now because he's having some anxieties about school. And I told him when we talk about it and we put words to what's giving us fear or anxious, or as he calls it, the creeps, it feels a little bit less scary just by talking about it. So if you find yourself at night not wanting to go to sleep because you're thinking about or you're anxious about or you may don't even know what you're anxious about, get out a journal, set a timer for five to 10 minutes and just journal and get it out of your head and you'll feel so much better and be able to actually get yourself to sleep. One of the last the last reason that I find that moms have a hard time going to bed is they are trying to do too much because they're not delegating. You know, the dishes are piled up, the laundry needs to be done, the house is a mess, speaking from experience over here. Um, and you you think, I can't go to bed because I have to do all of these things. Number one, you don't. You don't have to do all of those things. It's okay if some things don't get done. And then also, what can you delegate? What can you ask your family members to pitch in with? What can you outsource? You know, whether it's grocery delivery or hiring a cleaning service or there's so many things that you can have someone else done do for you, even if you know you think like, oh, I can just do it myself. You're right, you probably can, but then you're not doing something else. So think about what you can delegate, what you can let go of, and don't be afraid to say no. All right, so once you have identified some of the things that may be holding you back from committing to going to bed on time, let's talk about the habits that you can incorporate into your evening routine that help that will help you wind down and feel ready for the next morning. The first one is the big one, and I know it's gonna be hard, but limit your screen time. Try to set an, a time in the evening that after that time, we are not going to look at screens, whether it's TV or our phone, because the blue light from your phone and from the TV is is keeping you awake. The stimulation from what you're watching and what you're consuming is keeping you awake, and it's it, keeping you awake, and it's not letting your brain shift into that wind down phase. The jury is still out on the blue light blockers, guys. I have no idea if those really work or not. I've done polls and asked friends, and some people are like, oh, yes, they totally ha- help me go to sleep if I have to look at my screen at night, or they helped reduce the glare or the headaches. And then other people are like, no, they didn't do anything. Um, so I don't know. Try them. If they work for you, please let me know. But I, the, again, the jury's out on on um, blue light blockers. So ultimately, the challenge is to limit your screen time and set a time where after that time, you don't look at your screen anymore. The other thing to set a time for is set an alarm for when it's time to wind down iPhone has a feature where you can set your bedtime or you can set your bedtime based upon your wake up time. So you tell it when you want to wake up, you tell it how many hours of sleep you need. Seven to nine is kind of the sleep, the sweet spot. Um, I know for me during the week, I try to get seven and a half on the weekends. Girl, I'm going to get nine because I'm good at sleeping and I need nine to really be at my best. That's just not realistic during a weekday. Um, but I, I set it for seven and a half hours and then it tells me when it's time for bed and a little alarm goes off and it says like, it's wind out time, it's bedtime. And then when I, if I pick up my phone on the screen, it's like, it's bedtime. You should be 
going to bed, not looking at your phone. So it's a good reminder of when to start winding down. You could also set just an alarm um, or an Alexa if you have one to say like, hey, start your evening routine or hey, it's time for bed. And then it's a signal for the whole family of when it's time to start winding down. And when I say when it's time to start winding down, I don't necessarily even mean like it's time to go to bed and go to sleep, but it's time to start that routine that you've mapped out. So some of the things that you can map out in your routine are reviewing your planner and setting priorities for the next day. I know that can help sometimes manage some of the anxieties of your to-do list because you've already decided before you go to sleep what you're going to work on the next day and what your priorities are to get done. So you've got a plan in place. Another thing that you can do in the evening to help set you up for success is to lay out your clothes, lunch bags, etc., all the things that you're going to need in the next morning. That's, again, one of the habits my family will be discussing this weekend when we talk about our evening routines together is clothes, lunch bags, backpacks, you know, are permission slips signed? Did you check homework? Do all that at night. Don't do it in the morning because you'll just save yourself um, so much stress by doing it in the evening. One other thing that you might incorporate into an evening routine if you have a hard time winding down at night is to stretch or meditate. Again, even if it's just five minutes, even if it's you start with two minutes, it's a physical activity or a mental activity that helps signal to your brain that, hey, we're transitioning into a different um state of mind. We're we're heading into wind down mode. We're not, you know, go, go, go anymore. So some light stretching or like couple minute meditation and some breath work. And you can find guided stretches on or meditations on YouTube on a lot of different apps, but I definitely encourage you to try that out and see see how it works for you. Um, and then the last two things that you can do to incorporate into your evening routine to set yourself up for success is to keep a journal by your bed to jot things down so your mind doesn't race. I know I a lot of times have really good ideas when I'm falling asleep and I think like, oh, I got to remember that tomorrow. And then of course I don't. Or I'll tell myself like, okay, you need to remember this. You need to remember this. You need to remember this. And then I stay awake longer because I'm trying to force myself to remember something. Or if I would just sit up for a minute, write it down. I could go and let it go and release and go back to sleep. The other thing that you could do with a journal by your bed is use a use it as a gratitude journal. Um, practicing gratitude, ultimately, you guys, is such a great piece of mindset work that it's, it is a practice. It's something that you've got to do regularly. But the more regularly you practice gratitude, the more often you are to find and notice things to be grateful for. I love to do a gratitude journal and jot down the you know three, four, or five things um, that I'm grateful for. But I also like to do it with my son. We either will talk about it at bedtime, you know, we'll turn the lights off, lay down, and say, "Okay, can you tell mommy three things that you're thankful for?" And it it's one, it's a really good opportunity for us to connect. But then it helps instill that gratitude practice and that attitude of gratitude with him. So. To kind of recap our list, you're going to limit your screen time. You're going to set an alarm for when it's time to wind down. You're going to review your planner and set your priorities for the next day so you can let that go. Lay out your clothes and prep your stuff for the next morning. Do some stretching or meditation if you need that to help signal to your body it's time to wind down. And then keep a journal by your bed to jot things down as they pop into your head so your mind doesn't race and practice some gratitude. 
So all of those things set you up to go to sleep. But what if you can't sleep? Like you lay down and your head is just out of control and your brain is racing and you just cannot fall asleep. Well, the first thing I'm going to tell you is don't pick up your phone. Don't look at your phone. Don't scroll Instagram. That is not helping you go to sleep. You can read, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes, set a timer and read a book, like a physical, actual book, not a digital book. You can meditate. I know one thing that helps me is, and actually um, it helps a lot of people that I know, is like a a bedtime meditation that you listen to. Um, I use the relaxation and meditation um, in the Beachbody On Demand app, which are powered by Unstress, which is also an app. But then there's the Calm app, there's Headspace, there's bedtime meditations on YouTube. And then with Noah, we used, uh, my son, we used uh, bedtime stories by Moshi Twilight. And it's just something that your brain can focus on and you can listen to in like a calm, soothing voice that kind of eases you into sleep. So you just set that lay down, close your eyes, and a lot of times you'll fall asleep listening to one of those. Um, Finally, if all of those things are really not working, I encourage you to take a look at your nutrition. Pay attention to your caffeine and sugar intake and think about if those could possibly be affecting how you're able to fall asleep. If you're having caffeine too late in the day, if you're having too much caffeine, if you're having too much sugar, try adjusting that and see if it makes a difference in whether or not you're able to fall asleep easier. Even if you don't incorporate all the tips we talked about today, I do encourage you to set an alarm on your phone, turn off the Netflix, and go to bed earlier tonight. Even 15 to 30 minutes earlier will start helping you get into a new rhythm and find that you're more set up for success the next morning, which will help you get more consistent in the habits that matter all day long. One final thing I want to address is weekdays versus weekends. Like I said, I try to get seven and a half hours of sleep on weekdays. And then I get up, try to get more like nine on the weekends. And, you know, experts will tell you that you need to keep your routine the same all seven days a week. But I know in the season of life that I'm in that that is not realistic. On weekdays, my goal is to get up at five. And on weekends, I'll set the alarm for six or even 6.30. Most nights I do try to get to bed by nine, but I'm not afraid to go to bed earlier or sleep later if my body needs it. You've got to listen to your body and be intentional about your goals and remember your why. And I know that then you can create a morning and evening routine that serves you. If today's episode was helpful, um, definitely check in with me on Instagram, send me a DM and let me know about your morning or evening routine. And um, if you could leave a review in the Apple podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts, I would really help. I would really appreciate it because that definitely helps keep these episodes coming and lets me know what is what is working for you. Ultimately, I know you've got this and I'm cheering you on. I'm so rooting for you and remember to keep sparkling.